From ThatShelf.com, this is Black Hole Films. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. What's a black hole film, you ask? Well, you know those films you always meant to get around to watching, but you never did for whatever reason? Well, that's what they are. And this podcast is all about embracing them and checking those films off our lists and talking about them and whatever else happens to come up. I'm Canadian filmmaker Jeremy Lalonde, and I will be your host. You can follow me on Twitter at LalondeJeremy, or check out my website, JeremyLalonde.com, for more information on me and my projects. If you like the show, please subscribe to it, rate, review it, and leave a comment on whatever platform it is you're listening. It really does make a difference in helping to get more ears tuning in. And if you like this show, check out the others on the ThatShelf.com family of podcasts. And without further delay, let's get into this week's film. This is episode 196, and today I'm joined by Kat Sandler, a writer on Kim's Convenience, as well as Mackenzie Donaldson, a producer on films like The Definites, as well as TV series like Orphan Black and Snowpiercer. And we're going to sit down and watch a film together. So we're sitting down vicariously through Zoom to watch Blue Ruin. I'm Jeremy. I have not only not seen this film, I know like nothing about it. And also with me tonight are... Kat Sandler. Uh, I am a writer and director, mostly theater, but moving into film and TV. And uh, I we, I wanted to watch this movie uh, because someone told us we had to watch it for our movie that we're working oh. on. <laughs> and with you is... Uh, hi, it's Mackenzie uh, Donaldson. I'm a producer, director, and writer, and I'm working on a horror movie with Kat. Um and uh, one of our producers, uh, he, oh, I'm sorry, Zoom life, you know, getting alerts, sounds. Um, he, there is a crossbow in our movie and he was like the most epic crossbow showdown and tension filled indie heated scene is in this movie. So um, Blue Ruin it is. And it's also been on my list for a while. I can like remember with a poster. I don't know why, but it's the car and. I, I've never rented it, but that's how old, that's how long ago I think I saw it in Queen Video. <laughs> no, oh, the days of Queen Video. Is it? A uh, browsing Queen Video. Oh. I used to rent Sex in the City, like the boxed sets of DVDs when I was in high school with my girlfriends from Queen Video. And like, we thought we were so fucking cool, like drinking cranberry juice and martini in our mom's martini glasses and watching like Sex and City and not understanding any of it at all. That's my, that's my queen video. Ref. I, I bought the, the box sets of Sex and the City when I was in high school. <laughs> I was the, I was a football player who bought box sets of Sex and the City. <laughs> Did you buy it? Cause you had crushes on the ladies. Did you, or just, I like, just thought it was good writing and I really enjoyed the show. <laughs> and it then was my, so, my, what's that? It was so edgy back then. Like I remember. Oh, yeah, Dude, watching it now, I'm sure it's not. <laughs> when it first came out, my parents were like, you can't watch this. I remember that. I wasn't that young. I know, like, of all the HBO things at that time, like Sex and City versus Oz. Like, I feel like Sex and City... It was that. There's also... more than Oz. And I was, watched both of them for sure. Yeah. And that was the time, but in terms of sex, it wasn't, it wasn't taming. There's so much, oh, so much about it was how to do, but the stuff that's on Sex on the City now is what's on network television. Oh yeah. That was on then. Yeah. yeah. Samantha, Samantha was like such a sexy, cool power whore. And now she's like 
Viola Davis and how to get away with the murder. Which is, it's just like, just the regular, like, yeah. sexy lead. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, because that was back in the days. That was also like Six Feet Under was on around that time. And I think Sopranos, like that was kind of like the golden age, beginning of HBO, if I recall the time frame then. Yeah, yeah, it was one of the first, it was Sopranos, Oz, and Sex and the City that were the first, the first three. Maybe we should just watch Sex and the City, guys. I don't know. I'm up for it. My last time I it was because when my wife was breastfeeding our first child, she start, she hadn't seen the show. So we had a little like when she was up in the middle of the night, a little station set up outside our bedroom <laughs> with the TV. And I'd leave snacks for her before I went to bed. And so I would just every now every every half hour I hear do 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 as I was sleeping. And I'm like, oh, she started another episode. <laughs> <laughs> Those boxes came in handy. They did come in handy. <laughs> <laughs> now I watch it when I'm doing my taxes. So so that sound is very like um uh oh, it makes you th- of like it makes me stress. Do 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 are you getting an audit? Do 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 um so Blue Ruin is a horror film thriller kind of thing. Is it I think it's more of a thriller than a horror. Okay. I think it's more of a, a thriller. And we have to watch it for a crossbow scene. So that's our spoiler alert. Yeah, there's probably a crossbow. Also, it like it won a bunch of awards. I feel like I did absolutely no research on this film, but didn't it win Sundance or something? Oh wow. Why have I not? I feel what? like it, it did something good. It did well for <laughs> what it what it is. I don't I don't know. I don't know why I've never heard of it. It's so I usually track that kind of shit. So I'm excited to watch this. It's a black it's it's an absolute black hole of mine. So it's 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 nice that it's all of ours. We're all versions on this episode. It's funny. I I feel I have like a I have like a feeling it's going to be good, and I've only been able to like watch stuff with people when the purpose is to tear the thing apart. Oh no! So well, we'll try. I, I know, but like maybe we won't have to, and like that's cool too. Like, wouldn't it be great to spend this time watching something that like enriches us rather than something like Braveheart, where you're like, why is this? Which is what I watched last night. Yeah, it's not hard to watch most movies of a certain age and be like, oof, there's a couple of things in here. Yeah. We just watched uh, before this with the kids, we watched Elf. And I love Elf, but there's some stuff in Elf that is just like, uh. Yeah, humor doesn't. Well, it's not so much the humor. It's like, it's the shower scene. It's the scene where like he kind of walks in on her while oh, she's yeah. and, and singing. But it, it, it's innocent. And, and he's also the character who is like, you know, the childlike fool. He's clearly not going in there to be a predator or anything like that. So it, it, you can get a bit of a pass. I mean, they are saying it's baby. It's cold outside, which can, can cause controversy. I can't, I can't with, I can't with baby. It's cold outside being like a rapey song. I like, I like my, my little baby cousins just did it on a zoom like performance. And they sang like the buddy version of it, which is like really brutal. Like it just like, it, <laughs> It, there's no point. There's no like just sing the bad version. It's fine. It's from another time, which is how I feel about about stuff like Elf. Yeah, well, that's just it. And uh, the, the stuff that bothered me with Elf this time around, to, to continue our tangents, uh, <laughs> was, Elf. was more just watching. It was the James Can story. Where it was just like that wrapped up real quick. Like he kind of like t- it was like that. That was not a strong uh, a strong arc <laughs> in that movie, <laughs> which I don't think I, I ever noticed that before. From bad father to like, I love you so much. I'm gonna be your yeah. Father. Just real quick, it's just like it seemed. It just seemed a bit quick, but uh, but it, I mean, there's it's a lot still... of Christmas that has to happen in and around anyone's like like character storyline. So I feel like 
feel like it's an appropriate amount of time for that flip in a Christmas movie. That's fair. It's I, I give it a pass because the elephant is charming and it's 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 fine. And <laughs> introduced us all to Zoe De Chanel, which I always forget that that's yeah. her. She's and so and you tell it. me all the time that she's dating a property brother. And I just remembered that now, which is which is very creepy somehow to me. Why is that creepy? I don't know. I find them a bit creepy. Twins are kind of creepy, and they they're like TV twins, like TV twins, which is even a bit creepier. Oh, that's fair. They're very plastic. They're very plastic. yeah. That's what it is. Ken doll. Like I don't want my manic pixie dream girl with my like TV HGTV personality. <laughs> they belong in different categories. That's that really is that hard. Yeah, they belong in different relationships. That's fair. Uh, all right, before we go through too many more tangents, we should probably stop and watch the movie, and then we can go into as many as we want after. Okay, sounds like all a plan. Right. So we'll be right back. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. And we just finished. What are your crossbow and other thoughts? I thought I felt like that was so useful actually for us to watch with our our movie is set on a wild boar hunt camp. So one I'm of the five weapons is a is a crossbow and wielded by someone who has no idea how to use it and has never used one. So it was actually really those bits were really cool. But I I really I just I think I really like that movie like on multiple levels. I didn't the realize going crossbows was. They're so quiet, which is an amazing thing to have as a tool in the filmmaking process. Anyway, they're very quiet, and that was awesome. But I also liked the movie quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I didn't realize that it was the same guy that had made Green Room uh, yeah, until after. So that was exciting for me. And you could see how those two films, like, one follows the other. Totally. Uh, I haven't seen Game Room, but they both said in the scene with the punk band and everything, they were just like, like in the metal night that he walks through that it felt like Green Room. And then. But it's reminiscent. Like we were like the reason Alex suggested that we watch this was uh, was like the the tension levels and the stakes. And that that felt like Green Room, too. Like it always felt like it was very, very, very high. And yeah, uh, like so little like we talked to when we were watching it because we watched it on FaceTime like that there's so little dialogue and it's so beautifully used. Like when it, when it is used. Yeah. Just like his few line every night, like this, this at the end of that whole sequence with the crossbow where he eventually relents and just goes to the hospital. And like, the only thing he says is I had an accident on my leg. Like yeah. just the, yeah. the on the, on my leg, <laughs> on my leg. <laughs> is so wonderfully specific, not totally. like in my leg or it's just the way he says that specific thing. It's just like, Oh, you don't talk to people much. totally but also closing the door on the arrow and sawing it off was like oh i was like like, pull it out is he gonna try and pull it out no he's too smart but this is too no it was so good cutting it all it was just that was really a whole whole moment of that 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 little tiny scene where he sorry we can use like spoilers are not a thing right oh 100 we can do like when he pulls over the limo and realizes that the kid is in the back seat and he's like you're you're like wade killed my parents and he says i don't think that he did and that's the whole scene like it's like there were like two other lines but like that's it and that's the whole like like metaphorical 
philosophical nut of the movie is those two lines. And it's, it's great. So perfect. And that's all you need. And then he runs off. And that's like, and we don't find out until like an hour <laughs> later that, that that's his like stepbrother in a way. And not stepbrother. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. stepbrother. Uh, and then because, and then to have him come in with such a vital like. Um, oh my God. I never realized that that was his stepbrother. Uh, that, that I nodded just now, but I did not realize that that was his stepbrother. And that makes me like it even more. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think they actually say it in that scene. That I'm sure they do. <laughs> yeah, and there is a resemblance, you know, yeah. enough of one that is that that I really enjoyed. That it's so there's so much smart going, but the whole scene with the crossbow is great. Like just every every like the stuff he buys at the store, and it's just like, and you're just picturing what he's going to do with it all. And then that little moment with the blood on the dollar, and he's he's he starts to explain to the guy, and then just gives up. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the handwritten price tags on those items really, I don't know, really put me in a spot. <laughs> uh, reminded me of being in a small I spot. always think in movies like this, I'm like, what would I do? Like, what would I, like, what do I know if I was shot in the leg with a crossbow and I couldn't go to the hospital? Like, do I know enough from watching movies? Like, what do I do? Like, I, like I do a tourniquet and I like get a disinfectant, but like, I probably would try to rip it out. Like I, like I, like how much have I learned from survival movies of what not to do and not to get tetanus and not to die of like pulling it out of an artery. Yeah. Well, just even the fact that there was that time cut and he gets out of the limb, the car and it's still in his leg. It's like, what the fuck? But then he gets like, Oh, right. We're going to watch this play out. Yeah. Yeah. This is not going to be a, a simple solution and nor should it be like, that's the beauty. And that's what I love about this character is like, this is not a guy that is equipped to handle this, the, the journey he set up for himself. Mm-hmm. But he's also aware of that. And I think from the get-go, he's on, I assume he's on a suicide mission. Like, I think he knows this is going to end with, you know, the end of it all. Uh, and the only one left standing is hopefully his sister and, and you know, his But that's daughter. the save the cat moment is like from the earliest, like from the first 20 minutes, he's like, were you coming for me or for her? Like, that's the, like that, like after Wade is dead, because that's, that happened so fast. That he like the thing that he was meant to do that he has been scheming to do for the whole time that Wade has been in prison, Dwayne Jr. is done in the first like 15 minutes of the movie. And then it becomes like, was it about, is this about my sister? Because if it's about my sister, I will kill your whole family. If you're going to come after my family, I'll kill your whole family. Also, how surprising is the knife in the temple? I mean, it's pretty good. Like it's a moment that's just it and, and, and it made me stop and go wait a minute did i miss something like is this the guy did we what wait what this is it's not even act two yeah yeah what's gonna happen and that's it's all it's in great. it's like and you see the head and you see it for so and you're and even though it's a, a quite a long shot for like that kind of move you're just like what it just yeah. looks so sharp that little curvy knife what's yeah. that called what kind of knife is that like a tanning uh, knife Oh, it didn't even look like a knife. It looked like um, like an ice pick. Is what it no, looked it was like. Like, because like, it had a hand, I, like it was great. Not Either a knife way, guy. I want yeah. one. I want one because I could conceal it in my boobs. Like it's I true. Like, it's so That's a great boob knife. Put it anywhere. <laughs> I, I I love too that it's like everyone in this movie, and this is like always the sign of a good movie to me. Is like everyone is doing the smartest thing that they're capable of in that moment. The characters don't necessarily need to be smart, but they're doing the smartest thing that they could possibly do, you know? Which, 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 no I, one is running up from a murderer in this no. movie. Like, 
the sister is like the moment she thinks her kids are in trouble, she's not pretend like she's like, we've got to go get them. And then every from then on, like every you're right, every character is doing like what they can. You are you're like, I might have done that in my real life. Like I might have done not like <laughs> don't go into the woods. No, don't. It's, there's none of that. In well, the even the stuff he does with the arrow, it's like, yeah, you would make a couple attempts and then you'd eventually go. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like he goes to the hospital because he because he fucks it up. Like he like he tries to get it out. Oh, that's that, that's the that questioned part. the ID. She questioned the hospital and the ID. I did. I well, I just. <laughs> I was like, you can just leave. But that's the thing that's so cool is that because it happens, the thing that he wanted, the thing that he planned for and prepared to do, happens so quickly that the rest of the movie is him pivoting, pivoting, pivoting every time to like rejig how he's handling each situation, which is what's the most fun about watching a character in under this much stress who doesn't know how to deal with the stress. Like, of course he misses that we were talking about this. Of course he misses the one when he finds all the guns in their house, except the one semi-automatic that was under the couch. Like he finds every gun because they're all displayed except for one. That's like the best gun. Yeah. <laughs> that's that where you would put it. I've never seen a gun hidden on the lazy boy part of a lazy boy. Like that was so smart. Which is why you wouldn't look there. <laughs> so true but that's but that's great because you can be just sitting there watching tv and someone strolls in you, you, you just put your beer down and you make it look like yeah. you're, you're putting your beer down you grab your semi and then that's that that's yeah. that mattress man uh i'm surprised they didn't use that in ozark I'm, i am surprised it's true it's just and it's also like i love um like you don't know where it's going you know but you just you just feel like you're in good hands the whole time and I love that it's just like, yeah, it's like he accomplishes the thing he's expected to accomplish right away. And then he's just constantly just going, what do I do next? And I love how, like, and this is, again, like another sign of just great writing where it's just like, they don't hand us, it's not like that scene with the the the, the cop uh, when he goes in and finds So out. good! Well, and I it's just, it's- all you need is just that one line. It's just like, they got released. Yeah. And then they don't tell us the rest. And we have to like we just slowly learn this yeah. information, and it's enough. Like we figure out the the parents thing later on. We figure out you know Wade Senior. All that stuff doesn't come in for like an hour into the movie or more. Uh, and it's like he's not good at this. Like he like of no. like, I love a leaving a key or a credit card or an identifying thing at the scene. I love that shit because it would absolutely happen to me. I leave my shit fucking anywhere like if i killed someone i would leave like my underwear inexplicably like for no reason i would just like take it off and like leave it in the bathroom and be like oh no shit where's my underwear like oh with that guy that i killed i'm pretty like, sure not- at the end of that scene i said out loud to you i was like oh he just pulled a mackie like i would i like i during quarantine i have lo- i lost my own cell phone in my one bedroom apartment like i know that sounds crazy it's gone. It's been gone for about two months and I have a new iPhone 12, which I'm really excited about, but the commercial in my own apartment, I couldn't, I was tearing my hair out and I felt really seen in that. In you, can't that. Even, you can't even use your find my phone app because you know where it is. You just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was dead. So, you know, that's uh, never helpful. I, I can beat that. I, cause my <laughs> wife is fucking the worst. For like this leaving, like not finding her keys and stuff, right? So I bought her like a little dongle you can put in your keychain that is like oh, yeah, find yeah. my phone. But it, it'll head. it'll pinpoint it to like a foot away from you. She lost her keys 
two days after I got her that <laughs> and then couldn't find them with the app because they were in her fucking pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah like, the app doesn't work. And we got in a huge fight about how she's like, this stupid thing doesn't work. You wasted all this money on this thing that does not work. I'm like, you found I'm like, it works. You just can't have it in your pocket when you're looking for it. <laughs> so anyway that. yeah i love that i but that's like a that's like a when you put things like i and i know i do this when i'm high is i'm like i dear cat of the future remember that you put this important document inside this book on the third bookshelf because it's beside catcher in the rye and tomorrow when you wake up you're gonna think catcher in the rye and it's beside that like the like the the obstacle course that i set for future me is so impossible that I think I must think that future me is like 200% better than current me. Yeah. Oh, I, I w- thought I was so smart by a couple months ago, like pre buying Christmas presents and bringing them here to the farm and hiding mm. them. I don't know where the fuck they are. I have to like look for them now. <laughs> I'm literally, I'm not sure where I put them. Cause I'm like, yeah, I'm going to hide them so Santa. good. I didn't Santa. write it down. I didn't email myself. I didn't do anything smart like that. I was just like, I'll remember where they are because I'm a genius. I'm not. I love that your other option is emailing yourself. <laughs> I do that all the time to, to remind myself of things. I didn't I do, do notes. I do like in, in my notes app, I have like, like from tonight, I'll have a bunch of random notes and then tomorrow I'll try to sort them into the notes that I've given capitalized headings, like random thoughts or like COVID thoughts or like movie ideas or like specifically like a thing that I'm working on, but often they're just like pink poo question mark. And then you know where it goes, you know where the pink poo goes. Yeah. I go, I know it goes in random thoughts because that's just the garbage <laughs> fire of places that I will or, never look at and get the good ideas from that. I clearly put in there when I was high yeah, every the, morning when the, Kat the high ideas file. Together, every morning when Kat and I start writing, she, she does have a list of, night last night's uh thoughts that's usually notes from watching because i've been watching so many horror like classic horror movies because i've never written a horror feature and like it's been a real ride to look at like i i didn't know this wasn't a horror but i'm so happy with what this what what with what blue ruin was but i've been watching like classic classic shit like halloween and like texas chainsaw massacre that i've never that i just never had seen somehow Nice. And when you watch them back to back, like a fucking wine, like a horror wine tasting, you really actually like learn the things about them. It's fucking amazing. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah. That's what I do that when I, I deep that whenever I'm like playing in a new genre or something like that, this is like putting together like almost like a mixtape. It's like a mini film festival mm-hmm. for yourself. Right. It's so much fun. The, yeah. So what did, so I looked it up because I was like, I wasn't smart enough to figure it out on my own. The title of this movie do you know why it's called Blue Ruin? Because the blues are so beautiful throughout the whole film. No, I don't. I don't know. There are a lot of blues in the movie. That's intentional. The reason is because um, the car he's living in at the beginning of the movie is like a blue sedan and it's ruined, and that's the car. And the, there's at one point he, he looks and he notices there's bullet holes in it that are old. That's the car his parents were killed in. I feel like Ruin is the, Uh as a writer, I feel like, although Blue Ruin sounds awesome, I feel like Blue is correct for the title, but it needed, like, I feel like there's something else that would have 
It's not a great title. That home. Even, even with that explanation, because they never really explain it in the movie. I only know that because I no. read it in a trivia thing. He revealed it uh, at a film festival. Even if they called it like Old Blue and like he had a nickname for his car, like so many dudes do, like he called it Old Blue and then they called the movie Old like that would kind of make more sense. And then with all of the like beautiful blues that were so present in the saturation, but interesting. But ru- ruin is also ruin, the word is like kind of an old timey sounding word somehow like a woman is ruined like in, in the, in like Victorian times, a woman's or the ruins, is ruined. Yeah. Or, the ruins. or like there are ruins. Yeah. There are ain't like Mexican like ruins. Like, yeah, it's not a great title. A, it's an odd, it's an odd. But at the same time, I also don't, I like that they don't ever say he does never like, yeah, it's my blue ruin, you know, like at least. Oh yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> no, it's not that kind of movie. And here's but the thing. I, I don't. Big issue with- Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I don't know if there is a good title for this movie. It's kind of a movie that almost transcends the title because it's like, what would you call it? I don't know. Something like Hillbilly Elegy or like any of those like, <laughs> like really literal titles. <laughs> I know, but I love literal titles. And I feel like that would... Also, I, I couldn't... I, I'm, I'm a deep font Nazi and like the font of the title like ruined... It blew ruined me. That's brutal. It was brutal. It sucks because I remember the poster and the poster had a different font, but obviously it also had a different sales team after Can and like, mm. you know, like a, a, being such a successful film. So they obviously had a good marketing team that designed that poster that's still embedded in my head. And the font was quite good on the poster. It's not the same as that sort of plain iTunes poster All right. where, where it was. What we learned, though, from from Alex was that the director and the the DOP were the same, which is pretty cool, Mm -hmm. which is maybe why I was so And writer. And writer. Co-writer, right? No, writer. Full writer. Yeah. Do you know what he, when I was looking up his IMDb to see what else he had done, he worked on, like, Oprah videos before he did Ah. this. I was like, that's fun for me. That's crazy. That makes that kind of makes. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, shot know, I don't them. know. I think it was just a gig. It's like we all have those gigs that we're like, yeah, that's a weird thing to have on a resume, but that's how I earned the. That's how I, I kept food in my belly. Yeah, but we I, also, thought, I thought the cinematography was perfect for the movie. Like I thought it matched the tone of the storytelling. Like I don't know. You know, sometimes that that doesn't line up perfectly on on projects. That to me, it was like the perfect amount of like handheld and well thought out shots and really like everything felt really um like on purpose like it nothing felt uh I don't know I thought that was it was and it wasn't gratuitous and in any capacity like Mm -hmm. I really no and for a movie that's as simple it's like it's it's the kind of thing that's like yeah it makes sense if you have the skill set to shoot it yourself it's like why not yeah yeah and the kill the kill like the the kills were really surprising. Like they were few, like few and far between, but like the first one, like, okay, even though it just came out of super nowhere. And the second one we're like, okay, yeah, this guy's probably going to die. But I, I forgot about the friend. Like I forgot that. Nice. Cause I was, okay. I was into got, that. I got yeah. sucked into the dialogue and I didn't yeah. know. I forgot about that. Character. I was so happy they were talking. I was like, oh shit, someone wrote some words. This yeah. is great. I knew the, I knew he was, gonna, I'm like, I just like, there's no, I, someone, I thought, the only reason I kept on thinking the friends got to save him because I'm like, this guy's fucked on his own. Like, there's no way he's going to get out of this <laughs> on his own. I know he starts to walk towards them. It's just. And like, there's no way. Like, oh. I mean, even but though he's turning his head. Part. But yeah, he's being no, smart. I know. Oh, 
I love that because he's again you said this earlier Jeremy you like every character is being smart even when they're outsmarted and in that moment you're like yes that's what people should do in horror movies or thrillers like tell them to turn their head but yeah then it's he's yeah. just still simple but even the guy. the guy in the trunk he's he, he's smart too he's like oh my leg's broken I'm stuck in here anyway yeah like his leg wasn't fucking broken he was just telling but that's a smart thing to tell but someone because it puts their defenses down thinking well he can't but change. that guy was likable like that at like the after they cast yeah. and like his demeanor he wasn't scary he didn't have like a tear like a prison teardrop tattoo or anything like he was just like a weird like a weird dude that like is from the wrong family. And he was like, I, I'm not in this anymore. I get it. You've won. Like, whatever. Let me call my sister. Like that, that shit that like, you just don't, I would probably be like, yeah, here, call your sister. <laughs> is she picking up? Like, yeah, no, I like, and that's just it. Like, and you see his point of view and you see why, like, he's also feeling what he's feeling and, and wants to have the revenge he wants to have. And even in that final scene when they're at the house and he, like, he's got them in the, the lined up, and then he puts the gun down and, and he's basically waiting to see what their response is to the thing about his sister. And then the guy says the thing about, well, that's why we were in fucking Pittsburgh. And it's like, no, you just signed your own death warrant. And I was lucky that he, lucky that he said that. <laughs> it was very lucky that he said that specific line with such vitriol. That was the only moment in the whole movie that I was like, convenient. <laughs> yeah. But you can also buy. They've been racing but all around. They're looking, for, they're looking for this asshole. And uh, it was, again, smart. I love the idea that it's like he's calling them. He left a message earlier mm-hmm. as a way to see what their reaction, like their honest reaction was. Because it's different if you, like, have a gunpoint at you going, are you going to kill my sister? To go, oh, no, I'd never kill your sister. You know, but to, like, yeah. figure out what the honest reaction was, was, yeah, very, very clever. We were also talking about how, like, so many thrillers or horrors devolve in a good way to like basically home alone, like little booby traps that you set to protect yourself in the end, like the pen, the jar, the pennies, yeah, pennies or like just and those things. And, we, and we're so, we're so spring loaded to love that as audience. We're just like, what's the trap? Set it for them. I'm watching. I hope they, I hope they spring that trap. Yeah. And I love there's the so time. many moments. Yeah, yeah, and I love that, like the way the timer goes, like the light timer goes off, like just little things like that. Um, and at first, I thought when it went off the second time and the car was pulling up, he would think it, it would make him not realize the car was pulling up because the timing of it just worked out so well. And I thought that was gonna fuck him up, but then it didn't. So all over, I love, I love. We haven't talked about the best friend much. Uh, the old best friend Ben, ben I think it was. Yeah, the photo, the stripper photo friend. I love that character. He was so good. Is, I, I, I like the cop. The, the black woman cop was my first favorite character. Yeah. I can't help it. I just was so caring about him with like four lines. She killed it. And then the best friend, those were my two favorite characters. And I just, the sound design when he turned off his headset in the yes. conversation was yeah. so smart. Well, now he's paying attention. It was just like, and it said so much about that character too, right? Yeah. Um, and but it's just like, but it's also it's like it's but such, that's a, such a. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say what no, I love. You go. What I, what I loved about both those characters you mentioned, Mac, was that it's like you see, like even though they're 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 in the film for you know she's in the film for like maybe two minutes and he's in the film for you know five to ten, but it's like they feel like these fully fleshed out human beings that have. Like their own unique story. Like I could watch a movie about either of those two characters. 
(laughs) I could watch a movie about the brother in the trunk. Honestly, I could. I like, I love that. I love that guy. Maybe more than, maybe even more than the black cop with four lines. But like (laughs) the, the best friend, like, I love that they had this weird, like, I was like, what's he burning? Oh, oh, the stripper photo is a bad thing. It's an embarrassing thing. And that's such a beautiful little flip. Like, I was like, oh, we want this photo because it's like a hot photo of him and a stripper. But like, it's a photo where he is doing something really silly and doesn't want anyone to ever see it. And the burning of the photo itself is so beautiful. It's a beautiful, weird shot on like a flat top or something. Yeah, it's in the microwave. It looks in like a it's a microwave. Yeah, it yeah. looks like a marshmallow <laughs> almost. At first of all, is, that totally. a mar- is he burning out, like melting a marshmallow in the microwave? That's a... But then it's clearly, I'm like, you're destroying your microwave. There are other ways to destroy that photo. There, oh, I hate that. I hate when people do that just for emotion. Like, it, it's so hard to clean a microwave, even that just has splatters of tomato soup on it, which is my microwave. But, like, to, to clean dead Polaroid off a microwave, I can't even. Yeah, that's all I could think, too. It was like, this, some, some poor PA's got to clean this off. <laughs> dead, dead Polaroid off of microwave you refer to as a dead polaroid you gave it it's dead it's dead (laughs) but like all of the bit parts like even even like that sit that scene with his sister and we we were talking about how like it's two at the time like basically like pretty unknown actors but like that scene was so compelling and it was like it was longish like six seven minutes but like just really high stakes and we don't we still didn't really know everything yet at that point and it just it felt like a weird like softened tarantino diner scene Mm -hmm. yeah like a grounded tarantino in a way yeah yeah Yeah. because the best friend has some amazing lines too i wrote down to uh he had that great line i think it's actually he's quoting um like the good the bad and the ugly or one of those movies (laughs) where it's like no speeches that's what that's what will end you like no speeches, you point the yeah. gun, you shoot the gun, that's it. And that's, of course, that is what gets him shot at the end because he stops and does that thing that you do in movies where you have to give a speech before you shoot somebody. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, don't do that thing where you like explain you why you're that. killing them. They know, you're, they know why you're there. Just do it. Do the thing. And then the other thing he said uh, after he shoots that guy and he walks over and and uh, our hero just points at the bullet or he says the bullet or his face and he points at the you know the now dead drunk guy he's like yeah that's what bullets do yes, <laughs> yes i, I love that moment that was such a great line I, but also <laughs> like even the line on the voicemail where he says or like it can end or it can keep going and this is, we know it's going to keep like it's just such a beautiful revengey like like even the first 10 minutes of this, like felt a little, like Mackie made me watch the Mandalorian, which I had never watched. And with the, with the acknowledgement that it's a Western and I love Westerns, but this movie felt low key, a little like a Western. Like yes. I can imagine all of this happening, like, like family retribution, revenge, like got to get a weapon. And I forgot that he bust, he broke that first gun that he stole. Like he broke <laughs> it with the rock. That's why he couldn't use it. Mm-hmm. Like, like Mando, you also learn nothing about the character yeah. other than a few noble traits. Like you, you don't. The most you get is you're like, oh, so that guy was his best friend back in the day, mm-hmm. so he was kind of into that scene. That's like the closest you and kind of an outsider. His sister makes him feel like, but other than that, I mean, you know, he's an outsider from it, but you don't really know like. You're not delivered any facts about no, this. No, it, it, it doesn't it, matter. It's all through action. Well, even like that line the the friend says, he's like, "Hey, the first two hundred miles in this truck, we're putting up. Mis- yeah, yeah. You're missing Poster. posters." Is like, so we know he ran away and just kind of shot himself off from society. So, and 
such a moment from a Western. I didn't think about that in the moment, but now that we're talking, oh, yeah. about, like, I rode this this horse two hundred yeah. miles to find. Like it's like kind of the same, same, same. Yeah. But it's also a weird like um, it's kind of mask of Zorro-y, Like when we meet meet him, he is like this icon, like hobo with a shotgun vibes, and then he. Like again, like 10, 15 minutes in, he's a completely different visual human for us. Oh, yeah. Like, and he's got like those huge, beautiful, soulful eyes that are just like, just screaming, like empathize with me, which they weren't doing when he had the beard in the same way. Like, like it just he he really plays two characters. Like, there's like the vigilante, like the homeless vigilante, and then like the the brother, the soulful. Yeah, like you can count on me, like sibling style. Yeah, my first thought when, so I, cool. when the movie started just on him, I was like, this guy needs a hug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he needs it the whole movie. No, but it is that classic. It has that classic, like, because, I mean, that's one of the old, it's Shakespearean, like, going back to revenge. Yeah. You know, the idea of just, yeah. like, revenge for your your um, your kin is such an old story that it's like, but it's done here in such a unique and fresh way with in such a specific world. Like mm-hmm. the, the world building is so strong and simple. And like you, like we all said, it's just like, it's just, you know, character revealed through action and through moments as opposed to like throwing in scenes just so that we have exposition and know about them. It's like, we learn about them on the way as we need to. And you don't learn anything about him that you don't need to like, he goes on like the sister says, do you need money? He's like, Nope. It's like I don't know what he, how, he, how he pays for shit or where yeah. he gets money from, but he seems that he doesn't need it. Well, eventually he took money from the brother in the trunk, but I, like I feel like the most charactery scene was like him in the diner eating like a, a nice dinner with like a shitty glass of wine, like and, <laughs> and you knew you could tell from the look of that wine that it was shitty, and then he's vomiting the whole next scene. Like a really gratuitous like movie vomit. Yeah, Matt, you love Matt. You thought it was. I like, liked very the good. vomit. I'm Matt, sorry. I, I actually liked that it was solids and then a second of liquids because I felt like that was accurate. But yeah, I I I didn't realize it was from the dinner. I was trying to figure out why is he throwing. I up? think is it was from the dinner. I th- I think so. That it was right. I was right after. Well, it was, it was right after that guy died too, right? The sorry? guy died. It was right after his friend shot the guy too, though, right? Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. nerves. it was nerves to me. Like I, I read it as like he ate that and drank that, but he's yeah. like, I can't stomach anything right now. Cause I'm in the middle of like, a war. I don't remember. Can you guys tell me how, I don't remember how he found their house. Oh, could it, could it just have been through the phone number that they dialed? Was there a reverse, reverse way to look at? I mean, maybe it was just a family house. Like they seem to know each other. Like the families knew each other. So maybe it's just his, some place right. he always knew. And they had that fucking limo out there the whole time. So I guess there's not that many houses out there with limos. No, and I assume that's just like one of them like bought a limo 30 (laughs) years ago and has been like renting and, you know, drove it around when it was in good condition. And now they just own it. I love I love the like filthy white trash limo. That was such that's such a great ride. Like, you know, so much about that family. Yeah, just little details like that are great. And they never explain it, you know. This family mm-hmm. is just shitty white, and I love just the like. Again, it's like he stabs the tire because fuck these guys, yes. and then he has to use that car. <laughs> well, that was he stabbed the tire because he knew they'd come after him. I feel like, like he was yeah. gonna stab all the tires, but then he realized. I feel like he realized he didn't have his keys sooner. But that's like his little knife was such a good tire stabber knife. 
Yeah. Was that the same knife you killed the guy with? I was going to say, good. also good with temples. Yeah. Also so good with temples. <laughs> but that that first scene, like, the the really, the only thing we have to go on for Wade Jr. and the, I don't even know what their last names were, the, the evil family. They said but like, it, but I can't remember either. They, all, that whole scene, were with him in his car watching Wade Jr. get into the car. We see, like, a couple women, but we have no sense at all of what that family is. Like that's our whole introduction to the, to the big bads, like for 40 minutes mm-hmm. until we see the brother again. Yeah. Fuck, it's so good. So cool. Well, I'm glad you guys, cause I don't know, even though, cause I saw green room a couple of years ago and I really loved it, but I never, I think I meant to go back and watch blue ruin and just never did. So I'm so glad I did. Cause what a film. Us too. I'm so glad it was a surprise for you. And like, uh, anyway, it's so it's it was a surprise for me too, but I think I had a little bit more context going in. But it was it's, it was a great watch. No, even I'm glad that I didn't realize it was the Green Room guy before I watched it because then mm-hmm. I would then my expert. I just want it's so nice going into a movie with no expectations. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Other than knowing there's a crossbow at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. But no, no, but it was okay. Like it, it wasn't was, even the epic showdown in the end was yeah. not a crossbow, right? Like it was just a moment. So. And that's what I loved. Like I, I, at first I was expecting like a, a big chase scene with a crossbow. And so when it was shot, I'm like, oh, you got yeah. shot with a crossbow. That's the thing. But then it's like, no, it's like, it's what happens after with that. It's like, oh, okay, now I get it. That's, that is amazing. What's done with Also, can we just, before we wrap this up, can we just take a moment to realize the crime family sent their two henchmen out with a rifle and a crossbow. Like he, he was like, Oh, we're gonna go stake out this guy and kill him. I'm gonna bring my crossbow. That's- no, again, everyone's doing the best <laughs> they can. They're not <laughs> smart, but they're doing no. the smartest thing there, or or just the best of their abilities. Well, this is, that's, a, this that's is a family. Sorry, go ahead. It was a, yeah, this is a family that owns a semi. They keep it under the couch or the chair, the armchair, <laughs> and they bring the crossbow. The fuck? Yeah. Quiet. <laughs> fair oh that's a really good point that's what that's what we were but that's that was like that's the thing that made sense like like we said during the our watch i was like okay this is that's really good to remember like a a rifle a gunshot you'll hear that in in like a few acres surrounding like a crossbow it it sounds cool as shit and it's like neighbors aren't going to complain and that beautiful fucking shot that mackie pointed out was in the trailer which i've never seen like of just the crossbow sticking out of the suburban Mm. lawn yeah, which is like so key. It's the but end that, of the trailer. It's yeah. the end. So that that's why I think I was like harping on the crossbow thing before we watched it earlier tonight because it's in the end of the trailer and it's very much like a moment. And, and I'm not a forensic expert, but I, I assume it's harder to track a crossbow arrow to a crossbow the way you can trace a gun to a bullet. You know what? We've been I talking to I, some experts. Um, yeah. I don't and, know. They're all made out of like crazy fiberglass and like all yeah. these like crazy metal metal materials now. Um, I bet they have serial numbers, don't you think, Kat? I mean, this is a question for yeah, your uncle. Yeah, I think that <laughs> I actually think it would be easier. My uncle, the hunter, who recently killed a wolf because he was surrounded by eight wolves um, with a crossbow. By with the way, with a crossbow. <laughs> um, he's a badass. Mark, if you're listening, which you're not because you don't know what a podcast is, you're a badass. Um, the, I, yeah, I don't know. I actually think it would be easier to, like, if a crossbow was in a dead body. You I pull it out. 
here to find. Yeah, you told you put it in a car and then you go to the hospital and you'd be like, something happened on my leg. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it was easier to place the cro- to get the crossbow to the sorry, to get the bolt to the crossbow than it would be to get a bullet to a gun. I think. Yeah, if you're faster, if, if you're good at it, if you yeah. you have the skill set to do such a thing. But that's the best thing about the final showdown of this movie is that like they have shown us time and time again that our hero is not good at guns. Like he is not <laughs> he's not going to and like like that thing you mentioned Jeremy like he's not going to shoot anyone until he finds out for sure that they're interested in murdering his sister's family and then he's going to shoot all shoot at all of them and hit maybe one or two of them. And then eventually die trying to shoot them with his gun that he doesn't know how to use. It's amazing. It's, well, it's so so great. Because that's just it. Like, what was his exit strategy if he, he didn't have one? Yeah, if if, if he wasn't <laughs> going to kill them, like he's just gonna be like, so I'm really glad you weren't complaining with my sister. I'm just gonna leave now. We're done. Like, was he hoping for that kind of a resolution? Nah, I thought he was. No, I he thought was he was always ready. gonna die. He was always going to die. He says midway through the movie, he's like, I, when, when brother guy from the trunk is like, God, God I'm in his sights. He's like, I, I, I'll die. I deserve to die. He says it. We know he's, we know he's not making it through the movie. Yeah. He's we just wants to, He just wants to put it right. Uh, but I think he made that decision well before <clears throat> the movie even begins. Like that's the reason he's living in a, in that car in the yeah. blue, the blue ruin. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have a lot to live for, you know, to no. be fair. It's not like this guy's got like a, a a family out there waiting for him to come back home at the end of the movie. No, he's kind of no, but random nieces. Yeah, good but head of hair. Good head of hair, but yeah, but <laughs> nieces and a sister that he hasn't seen in years. You know, he's yeah. basically he doesn't care about the. No, I mean, and you could he you could argue a little maybe, but yeah, and you could probably argue he died the day that his parents did. Yeah. yeah, You know, and it, this has just been a really long epilogue to him finally going into the grave. How long, did they say how long uh, Wade Jr. had been in prison? Like when, when the accident er, happened? When the... Well, the they, it, it, he's been, he, he was put in prison in 1993 and there's nothing in the movie that makes me think it wasn't supposed to be like 2010, 2011 when they made the movie. Yeah. Like, it doesn't embrace the the time, but it also doesn't like do. There's a, a cell phone, but like, it's a it's a flip phone. And like in it. 2010, I can believe that that's what someone had. Yeah, I got the sense he was in high school. I felt like it was yeah, 15. Well, he ran years. away from he. That's why the posters had to go up, probably because he was yeah a minor. Yeah, 15 yeah. to 20. So years I think is. he was in jail for 25 years. 20 25 years. Like I I yeah. Got out on good. He killed two people. What did he get? Like overcrowding and good behavior? Is that what he had on? <laughs> I the way I understand the American prison system is based mostly on the shows Oz and The Wire. So, like in my brain, it's like you serve a couple weeks and then you're eligible for parole. Yeah, regardless of the crime. <laughs> as long as you didn't kill anyone <laughs> while you were in there. Yeah, as long as you don't kill anyone or have sex with anyone really sexy like Christopher Maloney, you definitely can get out in two to two to five months. You're you're missing a lot of prison canon in your viewing. Like, there's a lot of am I though? a lot like, of classic also the rock, films. Rock, like Love the Rock, that movie, and then 
Haven't seen Shawshank, but probably should. I oh, guess. I, I almost did a Shawshank spoiler there. I was like, there's only one way out of Shawshank. And just, and no, it's no, not no. That. I know what happened. Like, I, I know <laughs> okay. the sad things that happen in Shawshank. You don't right. want to see it. Tyler. You had to crawl through a mile of human shit to get out of Shawshank. Yeah, I think I knew that part. And I know the sad part about the bird, the bird guy. I've, mm-hmm. I've seen that part. I think I stopped watching it that part because I watched it when I was little. And I was like, this is so sad. Why would anyone watch this? I'm going to go watch like some sadder Disney movie. Bambi. <laughs> Probably Bambi is sadder than them. <laughs> there's not much sad there's not much out there that's sadder than Bambi, really. It's true. But well, this yeah. was delightful. Thank you so much. Do you guys have any <laughs> final thoughts on Blue Ruin? I mean, I wanna I have a final thought because Jeremy, I don't know if you know this, but Kat and I actually became friends because of a screening we both attended to, invited by Brendan Gow of what? the Go-Getters. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we'd only met once before, randomly at a bar. A friend was like, you guys should be friends. And then five minutes later, that conversation was over. And then we found each other in at that screening. Um, and So it's our fault. We lived in the same neighborhood, and I drove her home. <laughs> true. And now you're working true. on something so, together. So we're grateful. So that dirty, filthy film spawned a friendship. Absolutely. This is oh, our third it. or fourth project together, too. Like, we've, yeah. yeah oh, we, well, we, we expect a, thank yous and all the credits for all the movies. You will get them. <laughs> you will get them. That's all we need. Oh, that's lovely yeah. to know. Oh. Yeah, so thank you very much for mm-hmm. one of my closest friends and colleagues. Well, sure. I think Brandon deserves more of a more of a thank you, but I'll take it. I will accept uh, a, a partial credit in that. I was physically there that night. Brandon was not, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take at least the, my my third of that that credit. My half. I'm taking half. He gets the other half. Yeah, yeah. Abrams gets take, nothing. Aaron Abrams gets. Fuck you take whatever you want. Oh yeah. That's no, I'll take fine. half. Half's t- good. Okay. Okay. Fair <laughs> it was a really nice screening room. I remember that. I remember being like, "Holy shit! This is like this is how the other half lives. This is beautiful." Yes, Ryan Goldhar's, uh, Larry Goldhar's screening room. Oh. He, so that's that's how you do that. I, I have an, I have like a, a very like modest filmmaker version of that at my at my house in Toronto. That if if COVID ever allows us to get together in, in person to watch a movie again, we'll we'll do this again there. Because Shawshank nice. and Cat will have to watch Shawshank. It. Shawshank, no, Shawshank I did Shawshank I did already on the podcast, but we'll find another one. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so uh, much, Jeremy. Well, thank yeah. you both. And this I would lovely. recommend Blue Ruin. Blue Ruin is yeah. a great yeah. movie. People should go watch it. It's yeah. a great thriller. Yeah. Hopefully you've already seen it before listening to this. Otherwise, we just ruin the shit out of it. But, you know, if you're the kind of person that loves spoilers and then watches think, it anyway. I, I don't even think we did. I don't even think we ruined it. Like, I genuinely think you could know all those things and still have a nice time watching it. It's enjoyable. Maybe, no maybe not the first. Maybe not the first kill, which now I've ruined again. Yeah. I think we ruined a lot, but that's okay. <laughs> Well, thanks for joining. Thank you for having us, Jeremy. Nice to see you. Let's all go to the. Thanks for joining us for Blue Ruin. Black Hole Films is a proud member of the That Shelf Podcast Network. You can listen to other episodes of our show and other That Shelf podcasts on thatshelf.com. Please subscribe, leave comments, spread the word, do all the things that let others know you like the show and how they can check it out. You can find me on Twitter at LonJeremy and go to Facebook and join the group Black Hole Films. And until next time, go watch something you've never seen before. Thanks. Let's all go to the lodge.